Hi, welcome to the Business Vitality Podcast. I am your host, Katherine Canty. You can learn more about me and my team at KatherineCanty.com. For more than two decades, I have been able to travel the country and help other people grow their business. From those experiences, I was able to work with a proposal team that generated success 90% of the time for over a decade. We have created a leadership coaching program that is creating 100% measured results as seen by the leaders, peers, and stakeholders. And finally, I have spent nearly a decade in boardrooms, corporate boardrooms, where we are learning what's working and what's not. And more importantly, we're able to take the communication from the boardroom and get it down to the front line so execution is easier to implement. You know, from all these experiences, we created a framework called Business Vitality. These are all of the best practices of leaders and and opportunities that have been coming up decade after decade. And a lot of this stuff has been in practice for more than 20 years, 30 years and beyond. And what we're learning is a lot of these folks that are remaining vital in business today are having to think differently. And to share a quote from one of my CEOs that I've worked with in the past, he told me all day long he can hire folks, but what he needs more of are people who think outside the box. So in an effort to pay it forward and celebrate successes, we are going to be sharing stories of leaders who are thinking differently and remaining vital in business today. Please stick to the end and we will share how you can be a guest on the show. And thanks so much for being here. April Larson, you are the co-founder of Pathology Watch, found on the web at pathologywatch.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Thank you. Um, It's actually Dr. April Larson, and um, I really appreciate you being here. I would love for you just to kind of explain at a high level a little bit about Pathology Watch and what they do. I would love to. So Pathology Watch is very uh, novel in a lot of ways. It is about showing and bringing digital pathology to dermatologists. And this is unique in a couple of ways. Uh, Digital pathology is relatively new in the specialty because it revolves around glass slides. And so it's not starting out with a digital image like x-rays or other things. Um, And so it actually has to be converted to a digital image but then we're able to do with it what we're able to do with radiology. And that is share this information, uh, you know, broadly through uh, connections, integrations and this sort of thing. So we can, you know, share this information so much more easily, you know, before uh, pathologists had to get on a 10 headed microscope to all look at the cases together and, you know, be able to get the specialty um, uh, and then the expertise of different pathologists. And now we're able to share those cases very easily worldwide. So that's one way Um, that we use uh, digital pathology. The other part that's unique about our company is that we're probably one of the only, uh, if not the only pathology company that actually um, has the customer as the end clinician, the clinician who is actually interacting with um, the patient. And so in dermatology, we actually train looking at both the skin images and also the pathology images of the biopsies or the pieces of skin we take to understand what their disease process is. And so dermatologists specifically really love to look at their pathology slides. And so uh, instead of just marketing to hospitals or labs or other pathologists, we actually bring um, these offerings to the dermatology clinic uh, along with other benefits of 
of electronic uh, record integration. And, uh, and so it's really an exciting thing that we can actually integrate to the customer. And that's, that's where I come in in Pathology Watch because I'm a dermatologist by training. Uh, I've been a clinical dermatologist for almost 20 years. And so I'm able to provide that customer um, experience uh, and expertise to help the company grow. I'd love that. And so what I, we were talking about this before, but you know, for 20 years, I got to work with large corporations and get to see all different sizes of businesses because I was in the banking world and banking tends to open up doors and we see all kinds of opportunities. And what you're saying is you saw a need in the market. And just because dermatology has always been done a certain way, and I feel like this is safe for a lot of businesses, just because we've always done things a certain way doesn't mean we need to keep um, doing it that way. And it sounds like you found something that maybe wasn't, you know, working for you and you took a risk or, or saw an opportunity. Do you mind just kind of talking about, you know, okay, you see the opportunity, you've been doing this for a while. How do you even begin to test ideas or how do you begin to just explore conversations? Because everybody at some point in their career hits that, okay, we've always done it this way. But I think we, there's a better way to do this. So do you mind kind of talking through what that was like for you? Um, because it sounds like you've been in this business for two decades. And what is that like to kind of disrupt it a little bit and challenge the way things have always been done? I love talking about that because that is really important to me. When I was in a medical school, I had a wonderful mentor whose name was Stacey Leachman. And she is a, a physician scientist and MD-PhD. And she introduced me to uh, Ben research. And it was from her that I learned this kind of love of, you know, not being afraid of technology and, of, you know, looking for those solutions and, and searching for those, you know, better solutions for patients to bring them, you know, better care. And so I just got that from her that, you know, I'm not afraid of technology or what it can do. Sometimes, you know, physicians are worried that technology could replace their job and, um, and so they can be somewhat resistant to new ideas and doing things a new way. And for me, that's just part of what we want to do for patients at the end of the game. We're, that's, that's who our consumer is in the, in the healthcare world is the patient. And so when you really care about your patients, mm -hmm. you want to, you know, kind of push out and, and just improve things as much as you can for those patients. I love that. I feel like we we all have that mentor early in our careers that really set the foundation. I know I had one that I still reach out to. And, and we've had a relationship for probably 30 years, 25, 30 years. And, you know, he's just there and he's a wonderful resource. But if it wasn't for him really challenging the way I thought and sponsoring for me, um, you know, behind the closed doors as conversations were taking place, you know, I, I wouldn't be sitting here. I wouldn't have half the opportunity. So it sounds like you found a, a great mentor. And um, have you had others along the way um, that have kind of helped you think about things in new ways? Absolutely. And actually, I did invite uh, Sansi to be on our clinical advisory board, which is awesome. So I do get a chance to have a have reason to reach out to her and call her frequently. Um, you know, in my current position, I've had wonderful mentors in business. And, um, and this was just a whole different side of things. So in residency, um, in dermatology residency and training, I had a wonderful mentor, uh, Shane Chapman, who also serves, serves on my board. And he got an MBA um, at MIT while I was there and uh, in my training. And so he's also helped me kind of think outside and be interested in, um, you know, getting involved in the business world and in the business of healthcare. And also uh, they encourage us in our, um, in our uh, national 
association to be involved because, you know, we know what we need. And if we're able to get out there and, you know, participate, then we're able to just contribute more um, to how things are developed. And so that's um, really why I ended up here. So um, my co-founder, Greg Osmond, is a dermatopathologist. And so he actually lives in the same in the same city as me. And he had moved here. And we both are very academically, academically minded, even though we're in private practice. And so, you know, it's through those conversations that I became involved in this and just thought it was such an exciting idea and, and wanted to um, help bring this to other people. So I used it in my practice first and then um, started talking to um, to others about it. And so, you know, those business partners of mine have been such great mentors, just bringing me into this new world, combining uh, healthcare and um, an industry, which is super exciting. I think that allows you to really take the business even to a further level, because it's not just coming in and practicing the medicine, but when you overlay the business in with that, with that um, medical piece, I feel like when you combine the two, you're going to get more than, you know, one and one is, is more than going to be two. It's going to be, you know, four and five is going to be the end result because you're really creating a compound impact of, of bringing these different mindsets together. Um, do you actively seek out different mindsets along the way or have you, um, I guess, where's the mindset fall in with all of this and, and the growth and opportunities that you're seeing? Because I feel like we're hearing more and more about mindsets in today's world. Yeah, I have two thoughts about that. Um, and, and like I mentioned, you know, um, one way we do, you know, kind of gather different minds is uh, just with our co-founders. Um, I think that's one thing that, you know, uh, Greg Osmond and Dan Lambert, Dan Lambert is our CEO and Greg is the CMO, you know, started talking together and deciding like, hey, this is what else we need. And I think looking for those people where, you know, you know, your strengths and looking for those people that have experience in the things that you don't, and you make such a stronger team that way. And so Dan has background in machine learning, and he's a software engineer, uh, in addition to being a really successful CEO. Um, and Greg has been you know, involved in different business ventures, uh, as well as being a physician. And then Michael Torno is the third uh, co-founder who is um, you know, so excellent at business development. And, and I, think, I think that getting us all in the same room, you know, being able to talk together about these ideas, just really, like you say, one plus one equals three, there's so much synergy and we can bring up things to each other and then that sparks something, you know, an idea with somebody else and then we can kind of pursue that together. And so um, that's been so fun about this collaboration. And I think one reason why, you know, I love clinical practice, I love my patients, um, but I couldn't, you know, that first love of academic medicine, you know, made this really an exciting opportunity for me to, you know, think, like you said, outside of, of what we have now, but what things could be. And that's a lot of what um, also drives the business is having this, this, you know, vision of where we want to get, you know, a lot of times think about it in the Netflix terms, you know, Netflix started out as DVDs, you know, the rest of us were like, oh, that sounds good, you know, but they knew where they were headed. Um, and, you know, having that name Netflix, they, they knew. And so, you know, that's been a really good example to me as we've moved forward. We know where we want to get, you know, and so we're starting out with that vision that kind of pushes us, pushes us forward. I'm excited for you. And, and earlier you mentioned about the customer experience and how that's really near and dear to your heart. I would love for you just to be able to talk about that. You shared a little bit that you know, you have a, a great love for people and you learn from people and, and you're able to apply that. So um, do you mind talking about the customer experience? Because I think we have all been in doctor's offices and we all have different experiences of what it's like to be checked in and fill out the paperwork or the online tablet or whatever it is that we need to do. 
Um, so I would love to hear what it's been like for you from someone else's perspective, who's not the patient. And how do you, how do you take these learnings and be able to apply it to your, to your customer base? So that's a great question. Love to hear that. Yeah. So um, that's one reason why I did get involved because I saw, you know, what this could do for me and my practice, making things, you know, more, you know, information more easily shared. Um, if I'm able to see the image of the biopsy, I can ask better questions of my, uh, my consultant pathologist. Um, and also it saves a, a large amount of time. So a lot of us in, in doctor's offices, as you know, we're still faxing. <laughs> like, <laughs> Nobody except for doctors, you know, and so now we're using as we're kind of all starting to use electronic medical records. Now we can more easily integrate and share this information so easily. And so that's what I experienced is it took me a long time to get my report. And by the time they scanned it in and whatever, you know, it'd be a couple of weeks sometimes before the patient would hear from me, even if the pathologist read it out quickly. And, um, and so this would allow me to have results back in my EMR. I could see it. It alerted me when it came back and I could call back patients in two days, you know? And so, um, I just saw how this helped me in my practice and I wanted to be able to, you know, share that with, um, with other customers. Um, and the other thing that I thought about is really, um, you know, Michael has been my mentor, uh, in this business. And one of the things that he has taught me is, uh, receive the gift of feedback. And, uh, and so it's been great. We have these clinicians who are rooting for us, you know, and, and um, it's, it's a something where, you know, we make mistakes or we're not perfect, you know, MVP means a very different thing in business, right? Minimal viable product. And so, you know, that was a new experience to me too, because in healthcare, it's like, you're at hundred percent, you know, you don't, you don't roll something out. That's like not ready. And in business, you know, you're really trying to get there because you can do so much learning. You know, if you can get the product out into clinical practice, then you can actually see how it's working and prove it. And so we have these clinicians who, you know, sometimes we have a little bit of a bumpy road or something happens and they've been so great. We go to them and say, you know, um, one of our, our, our new COO says, you know, we know you like us, but how can we get you to love us? What, what do we need to do? And so the customers are so willing to share with us, hey, this is what would be helpful. This is what I need. Um, this is what my patient would like. And that allows us to just, you know, again, elevate the product and get where we want to, where we want to go. So it sounds like you're really redefining what that experience is like for customers or for patients that are coming in because you're actually asking for their feedback on or asking the other physicians for their feedback on how's this process working and going from if I remember correctly, the glass slides to the digital slides and, and being able to become so much more efficient in a doctor's office, because not that long ago, it was a sea of paper when you walked in that place. And, you know, you, you hope that your sample didn't get, you know, shuffled in the wrong stack or anything. And, and so to be able to have this access and to be able to digitally be able to get great um, videos on your website of being able to show how you can really blow up some of these details and be able to to look at it and compare and be able to share it with multiple people at the same time. Um, it's fantastic how you're taking the feedback that's happening real time and you're able to come back um, and be able to make those changes. And it sounds like it's a bit challenging from a physician standpoint of doing an MVP or a minimal viable product. Um, but then you've got diversity of mindset within your group, within your founders group, with Michael, who's like received this gift of feedback, which truly that is like gold to get this information from people who are using your products because you can just cut to the chase 
and like get what you need to hear and their terminology. So you can just move that much faster in the market. So um, congratulations on really bridging all of that and, and, and embracing all of these different ideas together from, from a, a wealth of resources. It sounds like it sounds fantastic. You know, it's fun too, because, because they come up with different ways of using it. You know, I didn't think of this really in my experience, but they started sharing the images with patients and patients are getting very sophisticated and they're asking lots of really good questions. And so, you know, the more that we can share, you know, it's kind of like how patients will send around their x-rays, you know, now they have their CT scans and they'll share these. And that's, what's starting to happen with pathology where, you you know, the doctor can pull up their, their actual pathology, show them, this is the tumor here. It is at the edge. This is why I need to go back and do a procedure. And, and it just increases that trust, uh, with the patient. They can actually see, you know, what's happening and see and, and what's happening in their own body. And they really love it. And, um, and so the clinicians say, you know, we get really good feedback and the patients really love this. Um, and that kind of encourages us more to, you know, share this information. Yeah. And then, it, you know, you also shared or I saw on your website, you talked about obviously the efficiency, which you've talked about the amazing efficiencies that you've been able to gain um, the quicker turnaround time. But then you also talked on your website a little bit about reducing the staff burnout. Um, and so we've, we've got to keep everybody happy at, at the office and the staff, because that's what keeps the engine running, you know, day to day. They're the, they're the face of the business um, meeting and greeting and taking care of everybody. So um, talk about how it kind of reduces some staff burnout, because I think it is a fantastic benefit to, to what you guys are doing. You know, this is so key in a lot of ways, uh, in medicine, we have assistants, you know, who kind of like put it in front of us and, you know, know how to get us the information, but they have on their end so much burden with, like I mentioned, all these different papers, faxing it, you know, put it, putting it in front of you. And so sometimes it may not speed me up necessarily, but my staff loves it. And it was fun when I kind of presented it to um, one of the offices and I got to sit down with the staff and kind of go through with them. Okay, this is how we use it. This is how it pulls up. This is how it will be, you know, easy for you to use. And, and they do, they just love it and can save um, hours. And I think this becomes more and more important with COVID we've seen, you know, all of a sudden, where is everybody, you know, we don't have as many workers or people are out sick or whatever. And so it becomes more and more important to have systems that are easy, consistent that, you know, you can kind of keep up with. Um, and so it really does kind of decrease those hours um, of, that the staff are working and, and, you know, you may need less, you need less staff, you know, because you have these things in place or uh, helps your staff not, not have to be burdened with the busy work, you know, allows them to interact more with patients and other things that they enjoy. Yeah. It, and I feel like, you know, obviously the job market is really tough right now and trying to find the talent that can come back in, or you have just these natural retirements that are taking place and we can't quite replace everybody like we used to because the talent is, we're not real sure where it's going, but it's not there like it used to be. So it's creating an opportunity and it sounds like you're able to help solve for what is a challenge of, you know, we got to make it a little bit easier for everybody at the office. And that means there's got to be a little bit of change. Um, but to be able to do that and to be able to offer that quicker turnaround. And just like you said, to have that human connection and let that continue to lead um, that customer experience versus them having to be in the back room trying to, to get through the papers or find the report. And it used to take weeks, but now it can just take a few days. Um, that's a game changer for a team that are working together to be able to, to serve the, the patients and the customers. So I think that's fantastic. Um, 
I also saw, you know, whenever I saw this on your website talking about client onboarding and whenever, you know, somebody tries a new service, gosh knows, changing bank accounts, that was hard enough. And so I would go out and, and work with teams of people to convince them that it's okay to move bank accounts. And it is super hard because you think about everything that's tied into your banking solution that you have within a business. And um, I can only imagine it is probably just as challenging or even harder when it comes to medical software and the, the, the research that's available that's tied in to the indexing, um, to the file, to the retention, to everything you've got to you know, build out the support. Um, so transitioning into something new is really hard. And the client onboarding is something that you're really promoting and, and creating education around. Do you mind talking a little bit about that and, and how maybe some things you've learned from it and, and maybe how it's a, a little bit smoother than maybe what somebody might assume as they kind of dip their toe in and look at this? Yeah, so dermatologists tend to be really, really busy in the office um, compared to any other specialty. You know, they're seeing uh, several patients an hour um, because they can focus on the skin, you know, so you go into an inter internist office and you know, your new patient appointment is an hour, you know, or a half hour, where in dermatology, you know, you're talking about five, 10, 15 minutes, you know, in, with a patient. And so when you're seeing so many patients and, and very busy, anything that disrupts your typical process, you just can't handle it. You know, it's like, it's like, even though just like you're saying with the banking, it's like, I know that this is inefficient, but I don't have the time to, you know, take this new system and try to implement it. And so that was really one of the things I tried to, um, you know, bring as, as kind of the customer um, to say, this is how, you know, we need to make it that easy for them to just roll it in that they don't have to do anything that we can walk in, we can teach their staff how to use it. So they almost don't feel it. And they really just receive the benefits. And so um, that's been another thing, you know, providing this, you know, easy implementation. And then also, you know, we found um, because we have such effective, you know, software engineers, a lot of times we have these pieces that we would use that we were kind of pushing together and we found, you know what, we, we can make it better. And so we've taken these different pieces that needed to be and kind of made this end to end solution because again, the doctor just wants to hand off the, you know, I call it the, the magic coffee table. If you've seen that video, you know, when we, as a dermatologist, I know this right now, I know all of the stuff that's going on behind the scenes, but as a dermatologist, I drop off my bottle and I get back a report, you know, it spits me back a report. And, um, and so, you know, we, that was the ease that we needed to, you know, create for the doctor um, so they can continue to do what they do, but, but benefit from the, from the efficiencies. I think it's fantastic. You know, as, as we kind of just kind of wrap up, I want to ask you, is there anything else that, that we need to be aware of when it comes to pathology watch and, and some of the work that you're doing now? Um, any, best practices, things you've learned, maybe some questions I, I might've missed that you'd like to share? Yeah, I would just say, you know, one of the exciting things about digital pathology is that because you have this digital image, now you can apply uh, other things like uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning. And that's the, you know, thing that we're most excited about. So that kind of Netflix idea of where they were headed, you know, that's where we're headed. And so, you know, we're doing a lot of development into um, creating, you know, AI that uh, basically can screen the pathology slide ahead of time, spit out the report so that the doctor, again, you know, doesn't like to get bogged down in the details, you know, they just want to have it there. And then they can do their expertise, uh, you know, perform their expertise, which is looking at it, confirming that that's a result. And with those easier types, you know, we can kind of get that uh, streamlined 
Um, and then as we, you know, push out, you know, uh, our knowledge, we can spend more time on these more difficult cases uh, that need more time and attention. And, um, and so that's the really exciting part of it is, you know, this uh, AI that's coming to healthcare, you know, and I think that, again, that was one reason why I got involved, you know, so much of us are used to iPhones and iPads, and it's so easy for us to get around. And we did, we, we really didn't have that until a few years ago um, in, uh, in healthcare, mm. you know, we had these tools that were kind of clunky and, you know, didn't really help. And so that was, again, one reason why I want to be a part of pathology watch it just really helps in healthcare, which is such a critical thing to all of us, where we, like you said, we want to see things streamlined. We want our reports to be easy to get the information we need our doctors to be able to communicate with each other. And I'm starting to see this come to, uh, to healthcare and to my specialty to dermatology. And so I'm just thrilled. And again, just lucky to be with the people that I'm with who, you know, really show me the way and, uh, and teach me how to do this in a business world. So thank you so much for having me. I think this is fantastic. I love your, your customer experience. I love the diversity of thought of, of who you've surrounded yourself with. Um, I love the fact that, you know, you've had a mentor that just named it at the beginning. It's okay to embrace technology and, I know I've, I've been exposed to machine learning and AI, and it really can streamline things. There are benefits to that, and it really does allow you to have more freedom and flexibility to be able to dig into the more complex or just to allow you to have more face time with the customer, which is, you know, that's what's the most important thing, I think, is just to be able to have a quality conversation with, with someone else. Um, and you can do that because you can gain some efficiencies. And yes, it's a little scary to create change, but... Um, that's what got us here. And I think just like what you're saying, talking about what's down the road, it's just going to open up more doors and opportunities for growth. So congratulations on your work and your team that you've put together. And um, if someone wants to learn more, April, what is the best way for them to keep learning about you and Pathology Watch? So we are at pathologywatch.com. And we're a very social team. So you can always reach out to me. My email is april at pathologywatch.com. And I love all things dermatology and uh, pathology lab uh, type things. So reach out to me. I would love that. Fantastic. Um, thank you, Dr. April Larson. You are the co-founder of Pathology Watch, found on the web at pathologywatch.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Catherine. My team and I just want to say thank you for tuning in to the Business Vitality Podcast. We really appreciate you being here. If you know of another leader, another CEO, a founder who has another success story that they are willing to share and be able to pay it forward, we would love to highlight their stories on this podcast. You can find more information at katherinecanty.com. And in the meantime, if you could take a minute and rate this show, that would be super helpful because that's going to allow more people like you to find us in order to continue to pay it forward. Again, if you need to learn any additional information, we are happy to help. You can find us more at katherinecanty.com. You can also find us on LinkedIn with my name, Katherine Canty. Thanks so much for being here.